He started doing the incest. I just want you to know. Incense! That I am biting my tongue so hard. Anyways, back to Pogo the Clown. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, welcome to part two of Pogo the Clown, a.k.a. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the grossest man to ever live. Ever. Ever. Grossest known man. That's true. <laughs> scary. Literally just scary. All right, where we left off last time, I was talking about Pogo the Clown. Oh my God, my mic is popping again. I swear to God, if John Wayne Gacy's over here out to get me. <laughs> you know what? He might be. I'm he sorry seems... that you're an asshole and ugly not my not my problem yeah like disgusting like just like i think if i roast him enough the spirit of him will like get offended and leave (laughs) i will be talking about 1975 to 78 these years will become his cruising years and it was when most of the murders took place he would literally drive around looking for young men even though late, later he like denied this completely. And he was like, I was not trolling for a young man when he Even though he was. was literally. And I think it's notable that he was like actually going to these like cruising areas that should have been like kind, I guess like a safe space for gay men at the time because like during this time period this was kind of like really their only like outlet or their only like place to like meet other gay men safely like this just because like in the 70s whatever like it's still widely not accepted yeah yeah totally like very yeah so like and he's that's like, like another reason why sometimes they think the cops didn't do as much was because they thought it was just oh for sure gay, yeah because gay guys being gay guys I don't yeah like, like they're they like, take it, yeah, like yeah they didn't take it seriously um so here's John like intruding on that area which also just reinforces the fact that he liked control because they he could he could easily like prey on them because he's like oh yeah we're in a safe space we're just like here we're just here to have a good time like so like they wouldn't be thinking oh this man is like a little creepy even though he just looks and talks and sounds and acts a little creepy so like maybe beep beep away from there in the first place (laughs) i don't know i don't know either (laughs) he also like really liked bus stops yes yes like would regularly pick up guys from the bus stop like yes yeah, and Gacy also murdered his victims in a very similar way. Just going to get this out of the way now. So he would lure them to his house. He would give them alcohol or some sort of drugs. Um, I read that chloroform was used a lot. I was going to say chlorophyll. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, that's in plants. <laughs> I think. The natural murderess right? of nature. Chlorophyll. Yeah chloroform is what you use to knock people out yeah okay just glad we got that taken care of photosynthesis anyway so he would give them alcohol or like chloroform them and one of the things he liked to do is like to bring them in and out of consciousness gross he liked to make these boys like suffer no and like be weird like (laughs) then he would rape them with various sex toys some he even made himself and they like there's pictures of some there's pictures they are like massive yeah i'll tell you an exact size uh, in a little bit Ooh. okay okay um and then eventually he would either strangle them or he would shove clothing or some sort of object down their throats until they suffocated um he also later confessed that one of his favorite methods was the quote rope trick and or the handcuff trick end quote so this is one he would strangle his victims well the rope trick was whenever he would strangle his victims with some type of like tourniquet and he would like use it as like a garrote do you know what a garrote is 
No, but I know the method. I can like assume. It's so let's just say you a, a garrote is a way to tighten a yeah okay rope yeah easily. Um, you get like a something and you kind of twist it and it'll tighten. So that's what he used. Um, it was a slow, painful, agonizing death, and he also stated that it sometimes took one to two hours for these poor boys to die, oh and he'd just watch it. Kitty, she's not having it. I heard something in the back. That was Kitty. It was not John Wayne Gacy. It was Kitty. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So then he would then bury the boys under his crawl space, like I said before. But he was almost caught a few few times. So one of the kids he found while trolling um, actually lived with Gacy for a time. Like he picked him up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wait. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He picked him up. He's like, hey, you can work for me. You can live in my home. Bada boom, bada bing. Like, and kids like, all right. Um, because this is the 70s. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh one day he was um fixing something in Gacy's house. I think it was like a radiator or something. He was bent over. And all of a sudden, Gacy came up behind him and smacked him over the head with a hammer. Oh my god, a hammer. Okay. Yeah, he literally yikes. just smacked him over the head. Out of, the kids were like, yikes. what are you do- like? What are you doing? And he just like he was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. He never reported it to the police. Then in 1975, one of Gacy's employees, John Bukovich, yeah, I think it's told his silly that Gacy owed him some money from work and he was just gonna stop over there really quick and pick it up. He never came home. His car was found with his jacket, wallet, and keys still in the ignition. His parents called Gacy because they knew that their kid went over there. Right. And they're like, hey, where's our son? And Gacy said, oh, he ran away. Gacy's like, he ran away, but, you know, I'd be more than happy to help you guys look for him. Oh, that's literally disgusting. In those next three years after he went missing, his family called the police more than 100 times about Gacy. Stating that they just felt like something was not right. What actually happened to Butkovich was that Gacy saw the young kid getting out of his car. So he went over to him. He invited him to his house, gave him a drink. And he was like, let me show you a handcuff trick. I'm, I'm a clown. Let me sh- show you a handcuff trick. So he got the cuffs on Bukovic and later stated that he, quote, must have sat on the kid's chest for a while, end quote. All right. Point blank. Oh, I must have sat on him for a little bit. Like he sat on the couch. So She's like, oh my God, they're, oh my God, so I'm, I'm sitting on someone. That, oh, oh my God, oh. they're dead. That's now my what? bad, man. Oh my God, I'm like... <laughs> He went on to bury the body under some concrete floor in their their garage because his wife came home earlier than expected. So this was pre-divorce still. Mm. So he's like, oh my God, I can't bury him in the crawl space. Let me go. I guess I'll bury him in the garage because my wife messed up and came home early. Ruins everything. Yeah. So like I said, the police were alerted numerous times about Gacy like they were getting calls like these like but because he said he had such a great reputation in the community the police would just believe whatever Gacy said no yeah I think that was the most frustrating there are like a lot of missing teens and a lot of them were his employees they worked for him April 1976, Gacy abducted and murdered Daryl Sampson. He buried him under his dining room and shoved the cloth in his mouth. May 1976, authorities believe that two murders took place on this day, or yeah, on, the, on, on a day in May. Uh, the murder of Randall Riffitt and Samuel Stapleton, these boys were friends. Um, once their bodies were found, they were found buried on top of each other in the crawl space. July 1976, Gacy kind of screwed up a little. So he picked up 18-year-old David Cram, who was hitchhiking. He offered him a job working for his construction company, and eventually Cram moved into Gacy's house. It seemed like a good gig to him. I can get paid. 
and I can have some, 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 somewhere to live. One night, while dressed up as Pogo the Clown, Cram and Gacy were drinking to celebrate Cram's 19th birthday. Didn't have a birthday park party. Somehow. With Pogo. With Pogo. What more could you want? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, woof. Somehow, Gacy tricked Cram into the handcuff thing. But Cram was smarter, and he literally just kicked the shit out of Gacy in the face. Period. Ran to his be- 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 bedroom, and he did continue to live there for a time until Gacy came to his door one night and said, quote, Dave, you really don't know who I am. Maybe it would be good if you give me what I want. Cram said, nah, dude. And Gacy said, quote, you ain't no fun, end quote. Cram moved out in October. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't no fun. Okay, bye. All right, (laughs) I'll continue to be no fun. Bye. Have a good night. (laughs) So between June and August of that year, uh, Gacy murdered at least four young men slash boys. In October, he abducted Kenneth Parker and Michael Marine and buried them in the crawl space. Shortly after that, he killed William Bundy and buried him beneath his master bedroom. December 1976, one of Gacy's employees named Gregory Godzik went missing. And this boy told his family before he went missing, he said that he was digging trenches in Gacy's crawl space for some sort of drain tiles. So the family knew that he worked for Gacy when he disappeared. And the family once again contacted G- Gacy and he said, oh yeah, um, I don't know where he is. He ran away and he like said he wanted to. So I wouldn't worry about it. So a per- boy man person is coming to you and saying, I'm going to run away now. Bye-bye. And you as their employer or elder of of anything are not going to contact their parents and you're not going to tell their parents until they contact you and you're like oh my god you know what I think he did say um he was he's about to hop out of town for a little bit what yeah he didn't run away Gacy murdered him and buried him in the crawl space no like literally January 1977 I know there's just so much John I think it's Sizzik uh he lured him to his house telling him that he was gonna buy his car from him so he's like hey John or yeah John I'm gonna buy your car but I have to go to my house to get the money you come with with me and we'll settle it there John's like okay gonna buy, buy, buy my car it's great he didn't um he instead strangled him and buried him in the crawl space he then sold the car to Michael Rossi, who was staying at his house. So another guy just staying at his house. And he sold it to him for $300. December, 1977, Gacy abducted 19 year old Robert, I think it's Donnelly from a bus stop at gunpoint, drove him to his house where he raped slash tortured him and he would dunk his head repeatedly in the bathtub while taunting the poor boy saying, quote, aren't we playing fun games tonight? End quote. Donnelly did survive. And in his testimony later in court, Donnelly said that he actually just wanted to get Gacy to kill him because he was in so much pain. And Gacy responded with, quote, I'm getting around to, to it, end quote. Gacy later dropped him off where he worked and threatened him that if he ever went to the police, they wouldn't believe him. Donnelly was like, well, I'm going to fucking try anyway, because dude, no. So he did go to the police and he reported the incident. And when Gacy was confronted about it by the police, he said, quote, oh, we had a consensual sex slave relationship. That kid was just, just mad about money that I didn't pay him, end quote. And the police were like, Okay. All right. Why believe a gay man who was assaulted when you can believe a powerful political 
white man that with a wife and kids. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a wife anymore, but he had one. <laughs> he had two at this point. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so very, very straight white political man. Very so. apparent straight white political fat man. Anyway. Wow, that sounds like a lot of people in government. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> 1978, Gacy drug 26-year-old Jeffrey Rignall with chloroform, and he brought him to his home where he strapped him to a board, and then he proceeded to torture, rape, and drug him, getting him in and out of consciousness. consciousness. I'm not going to go into great detail about this, but... Just know that Gacy would insert things such as pill bottles into various parts of his body. When Regnal woke up, he survived. He was dumped somewhere in Chicago. He was in a, he was in really rough shape, obviously. Like he, like he was in. Oh wait, is this the guy that was dropped off at like that park? Lincoln Park, yeah. Lincoln Park. He had like burns and stuff all over his face yeah. from like the chloroform. Burn him with chloroform, and then he would also put c- 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 cigarettes out on his victims. And there was a bunch of like sexual assault wounds. It it was apparently really bad, and he like somehow managed to get back to his girlfriend's house. He had a girlfriend, and she was like, "I don't even know. I don't even." I can't even imagine, but she got him to the hospital and he was there for six days. He was that bad. He was that assaulted that he was there for six days. So, so, yeah, he reported the crime. And whenever he reported the crime, he did say that someone else was there with G- Gacy, but that's hard to know because he was so in and out of consciousness. And I mean, he was being so right. brutally assaulted that I, I'm not sure if there was anyone else there. So that's up for speculation. I don't know. Um, the police once again dismissed it. Okay. So at this point there was no space left in the crawl space. For any more bodies. So he began to dump his victims in the river. He did later tell the police that he was thinking about storing the bodies in his attic, but he was scared about body leakage. So he didn't. Okay. <laughs> Troy, I'd like you to insert a silly crime right here, please. All right. <laughs> A deputy responded to a report of a vehicle stopping at mailboxes. It was the mailman. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one a lot. (laughs) That one's good. That one's really good. I feel like the person who like reported that was probably some like old person. Honestly. You know what I mean? Like just some innocent old lady that was like, um, there's someone pulling up to my mailbox. What the heck? What the heck? Where's the paper boy? No. <laughs> it sounds like Mickey Mouse. Quite creepy. <laughs> it really did sound like Mickey Mouse. I'm not going to lie. Where's the paper boy? <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> Mickey Mouse has taken over my body. Or is okay. it Pogo? No, <laughs> Troy. Uh, that is not funny. And you better believe I'm staging my apartment after this. I do believe it. Stay in a few extra pairs. Okay, back to honestly. Back to back, the crawl space. Back to the crawl space. <laughs> I could literally throw up. Like <laughs> literally the footage and stuff from them. Disgusting. Okay. December eleventh, nineteen seventy-eight. Robert Peace had a job at a local pharmacy, and one day Gacy walked in getting probably some meds for himself because he, God knows he needed them. Anyway, he walked in, saw him, and they started having a conversation about Gacy's company. And Robert was intrigued because Gacy was like, I pay really well. It's a really good job. And Robert actually wanted to buy a Jeep. And Gacy was like, if you can work for me, I bet you can save up enough money to buy that Jeep in no time. 
Fair enough. So Peace's mother came to pick him up from work and Peace like went out to her and he's like, hey mom, I'm talking to this contractor dude. Give me a minute. I'll be home in a little bit. She's like, okay, this is the seventies. All right. Gacy and Peace went out back and he was never seen again. Gacy took Peace to his house, used the handcuff trick on him and said, quote, I'm going to rape you and there's nothing you can do about it, end quote. Obviously, this poor boy just starts bawling his eyes out because he's horrified. Clearly. What is he? Isn't he like 15? Oh, he's young. He's like, yeah, he's like 15. He's really young. And he just starts crying. And Gacy later said in his confession that he, quote, had the kid crying scared, end quote. So if anyone even thinks he had an ounce of remorse. Not at all. He did not care. Not at all. Throwing that out there now. Luckily, his mom saw Gacy. She called the police when he never came home, filed a missing persons report, and was like, listen, my son would never run away from home. First of all, he's a really good kid. He gets really good grades. He has his head on straight. And it was also his mom's birthday that night. And he was super family oriented. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he was super family oriented and there's no way he would like miss his mom's birthday. Right. So she's like, something is not right. Finally, the police were like, all right, we'll check it out. Quote unquote. I have to tell you, this is one of the, oh, I know they did, but I have to tell you that this is one of the most frustrating parts of this entire thing for me. Oh, you can add stuff in if I miss stuff then. Well, like, it, I can say it afterwards, like, once it, like, comes, like, kind of full circle, but, like, just. Okay. Yeah, because I might miss, I don't know how much deep detail I got into. Actually, I do because I wrote it, but who knows. Um, it's a f- fever dream. So they ran a background check. And guess what pulls up? The sodomy charges from Iowa. Period. And they're like. Oh my god. What? John Gacy? No way. No, that's not honestly... our friendly neighborhood Pogo the clown. No, that's honestly that has to be exactly what came out of their mouths because they oh. did absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. They went to Gacy's house numerous times. They went a few times and Gacy was like I don't know anything about this. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen any kids there. I don't know anything. Now, a young man by the name of Michael Rossi, who I mentioned before, he's the one that got um, the car from the the boy. Yes. Yeah. Um, He lived with Gacy for a a a few years and he worked with him. He went to the police and he was like, listen, Gacy is weird. He talks about taking things off of dead people. He's super aggressively sexual with me. He's making me dig these weird trenches and spread quick lime in the crawl space. And the entire house smells. Because at this point, he has 26 bodies. Wait, I think 22 in the crawl space and then four were found on the property. So... Like there's decomposing flesh underneath your a home. Lot, a um, lot. It's winter. It. So you have the heat on sometimes. He actually apparently didn't have the heat on. I think the first time the police came or the first few times he like, cause they did say it was cold in the house. Well, when they got, um, this was, I think after their first search warrant situation. I'm probably going to say it. Um, when he but, goes to that bathroom? Yes. Okay, yeah. All right, so this is their first search warrant that they got. So they found some pretty weird stuff for their friendly neighborhood Pogo the Clown. Clown photos, clown figurines, yeah. some yeah. weird... Yeah, there were, like, weird clown stuff, too. I didn't add that, so I'm glad that you, you did. Uh, like... So they found mm-hmm. some like homosexual books, gay, I don't know, gay books. I'm trying. Um, I think like gay erotica books. There was also like, 
um what was it there was like some books about like incest yeah. and like pedophilia there's one which, that was titled pretty boys must die yeah like so one the fact that he had them too the fact that these books were published yeah still kind of blows my mind like that was like where did this book come from and why was it made in the first place but anyways because it was the 70s and yeah but like still i because people are really fucked up <laughs> Like I just, I, like, <laughs> and uh, they found some various pornographic films. They found several driver's license. They found an 18 inch dildo. That thing was 18 inches. 18 inches. A blue hood parka and a 1975 Maine West High School ring engraved with JAS. And a Nissan pharmacy receipt. That's where Robert Peast worked. So at this point, law enforcement, you know, they're starting to take things more seriously. They're starting to be like, you know, maybe this guy did something. Seven years later, 26 missing people later, hundreds of phone calls later. They're like, you know, we should really look, look into it. So they started putting a... 12-hour rotation surveillance on Casey. So I think that means 24 hours total. Pretty sure. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. So they literally are following him everywhere. Well, they were in like shifts. So like these two would be following 12-hour shifts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine having that job. God. Oh, God. I'm... uh, Literally. So they're following everything he does. They're digging into all those charges that were brought up against him and dismissed. So they're like, we should go back and see what these people are talking about. And let's look through this giant file folder of complaints we've had for him for the past 10 years. <laughs> uh, they trace the high school ring back to John Sizik. That's it. I wanted to say zinc. It's not Sizik. Uh, so they were gathering up enough evidence to get that second search warrant. That's what they really wanted. They and needed, needed. But Gacy is such an egotistical narcissist that he would literally invite these cops that were following him. He'd invite them to d- d- dinner. He'd take them out to eat and he'd like sit down with them. He'd go to the bars with them and buy, buy them drinks. Oh, facts. Because they weren't even like aggressive with him. They were literally just watching him. I'm they pretty sure they even, him. I'm pretty sure they told him, they were like, hey, just so you know, like we are police and we're watching you. Like 24-7. We will be yeah. following you. Yeah. I think at this point, they were still like, I don't know if he did it. Some of them, at least. I think some of them were like, but I think Bro. others were, were like, I don't, you know, like, it's John. Facts. It's John. Well, because, yeah. It's John. Well, because they also made it like a big mention, like everywhere he went or everywhere he like drove, he would just drive like a maniac. Yeah. I, and, I put that in there. Yeah. Oh, you have. Oh, oh. And he, nothing would happen. No, because they were like, it's like it'll show him that we're like being kind of like aggressive or like hostile towards him. And they kind of wanted to like keep him not like stay on his good side, but like not make him make their job any more difficult than it already would be trying to get like ahead on this case. Yeah. DC was like trying to piss them off. He was trying to make, make, make them mad and get under their, their skin. And one time he even told them quote, you know, clowns can get away with murder end quote. (gasps) haunt thing absolutely like literally like yeah i don't i don't remember Just december like 19th up. gacy invited the surveillance surveillance team to his house i don't know why i still don't know why he did so one officer talked to his partner and was like listen i'll keep gacy busy while you go and look around the house and see if you can find anything because i still don't have that search warrant but they're like we're in here so technically we're here. <laughs> They're like, technically, we can snoopity snoop around. So uh, the one officer kept Gacy busy talking about, I don't fucking know, politics. And um, the other guy was like rummaging around, around, around his house. And this guy was off Officer Schultz. And he wasn't finding anything. And he's like, I've got to go pee. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> he went to the bathroom. And as he was flushing the toilet, the heat came on. As the heat came on, it came up through the crawl space and he literally said, 
that he smelled the most atrocious thing he had ever smelled, the smell of death and decomposing bodies. He was like, yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it. I like, I literally cannot even imagine. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And how do you live there? Like, I know you're already I think he got used to it. One prob- I mean, he, he had, had to have to, just gotten used to it. But like. Because he doesn't care. He's like a fucking like little like grunge monster. December 20th, Gacy went to the station for a scheduled meeting. Uh, he gets there and he's like, I need a really stiff drink. So the officer goes out into his car, like Gacy's car and gets his bottle of whiskey or something out of there. And he's like, All his right, car whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs a car whiskey. Come on. I have one in my glove compartment. Just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I wish I did, but I don't because that's illegal. Anyway, no, it's not actually. No, it's not. God, do n- never put me in the judicial system. Anyway, <laughs> he picked up a magazine with a headline about Robert Peace. He points to the picture and he says, quote, this boy is dead. He's dead. He's in the river, end quote. Gacy then basically gives a full confession. He told the officers that his victims were, quote, male prostitutes and hustlers. And he liked trying to make these victims seem to be less human, thinking it'll make a difference, which doesn't. So he would. He even, didn't really treat. He treated them like objects. Oh my god, for sure. <laughs> they and were he not humans to them. Sam. He they he talked about them like they were. They were. Vibrator or something. No, it was you know scary. I mean? like, it, no, the one of something he said in his tapes, he was like basically like you treat it like you buy something at the store and it's yours and you can do whatever you want to it and if you are sick of it you can just break it because it's yours and it doesn't matter yeah like they were not human beings to him like no. he literally like it, I, it, it, terrifying I, I, like I, yeah i don't even say I don't so <laughs> He would even sometimes, he said, he'd just wake up and there would be dead boys in his house with handcuffs on. So Gacy got so drunk during this confession that he fell asleep halfway through. He woke up and the authorities were like, listen, we need to give you a psych evaluation ASAP. And he was like, Quote, oh no, I have stuff to do. I can't think about this right now. End quote. By this point, the police have their second search warrant and they can go and check the crawl space. Evidence technician, Daniel Genty or Genty, I'm not sure which, how to pronounce it. Sorry, Daniel. uh, Crawled into the small asshole, literally like, super small and i'm pretty sure he Tiny. said he had claustrophobia he had like a little bit of yes claustrophobia. yeah he did mm-hmm. so he was like i don't want to be in here but i gotta do it for these kids and they thought there was one body in in, in, in there they thought they were just gonna find robert peace so he begins dig digging and literally within a few minutes found human flesh bones and he yelled to his fellow officers quote charge him end quote so I think it's pretty fucking. They're like, we fucking got him. Like, bye. No, yeah, seri- no, seriously. All right, Troy. Insert another silly crime before I get into his arrest and talk more about the crawl space. Alrighty. Unnamed location. Five thirty-four p.m. p.m. Wednesday. A female talking on the phone with police about her boyfriend and how he had hit her with a banana and taken her car changed her mind mid-sentence when he returned with her vehicle. (laughs) So the equivalent of like, oh, wait, never mind. He texted me back. (laughs) Literally, literally you and me personally, whenever I'd be like, oh my God, I literally messaged him 10 minutes ago. He hasn't messaged me back. He hates me. He's never going to talk to me again. And then buzz, buzz. Oh my God, he just sexed me. We're fine. <laughs> Everything We're is fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but with a banana. Yeah, like, why do you, like, oh, why do you have a banana? <laughs> why do you hit her with it? <laughs> Maybe they were like joking around, like, you know what I mean? Like, because I would definitely Maybe. hit my partner or significant other with like a banana just as like a game. I'd be like, <laughs> for, 
oh, but I had a slap. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. All right. That's funny. <sighs> we needed that right. good little dose of serotonin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gets pretty very sad. All right. It already now, is sad, but it's our it, it's just now we're gonna really talk about the bodies and stuff. Um yeah, and his arrest and everything like 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 that. So um Gacy knew that he was royally fucked. Uh, so he went to the p- police and he says, quote, I want to clear the air. I killed around 30 boys and they all came to my house wi- willingly. I only dug five of those graves. My other workers dug the rest, end quote. Uh, the police brought up peace since he was the like the last and the late- latest victim that they knew about. And Gacy did admit to killing him. And he also admitted to sleeping next to his corpse that night as well. Again, like sleeping with the corpses. That's what- Imagine how many other bodies he did that to that he just didn't want to tell the- Talk about, about, yeah. Or who knows if he was into like necrophilia. That sounds awful, but like if you're sleeping with a dead body- It's just scary because you said when he was like 1920 working at the freaking morgue. morgue, he was doing the same thing. Yeah. So like. Anyways. And um, Gacy knew where every single body was buried in the crawl space. He um, I don't know if this was in the documentary, but he he like drew a diagram. He drew like a blueprint of the crawl. Space, yes. And he yeah. was like, oh, he's here. He's here. He's over here. He's uh, like. And just so nonchalant about it. Just so nonchalant about it. He did not care. Like, no, oh my God, he like, did not care. He literally thought it was just like crops. That's the best thing I can relate no, it to is liter- like seriously. a farmer in his crop field. Which sounds really bad. Don't take it the well, wrong way, but that's the best analogy I can that's, come up with in, in my head. That's how he was treating them. And he even said he was like, they're going back to like the you buy something at the market and it's yours he was like they're my bodies and i can put them where i want them and they had no right to touch them when he literally, was like t- he was like why are you touching like like after they were like going through the crawl space like it he was literally his things like his like yeah. personal belongings and like that's how like messed up like he was absolutely disgusting yeah so 26 um were found in the crawl space. I thought it was 22. I guess I was wrong. 26 were found in the crawl space. Three were found elsewhere. Uh, one was found under the fire pit. That's right. Where Gacy would hold regular barbecues and gatherings after the body was buried. Mm. So he would literally be partying on top of this poor li- little boy. And he knew it's- very well he was there. Imagine being the neighbors and being like, I was over there all the time. Like he would have gatherings and parties. I was over there all the time. And like, there were dead children in his home. I personally have to move away. Like I could not. No, but. mm -mm. Yeah. So it's disgusting. A lot of these bodies were found with cloth lodged in their mouths and throats. So some of them still had the rope tied around their neck and uh, pill bottles will, pill bo- bottles were found near their pelvic area. Put two and two together. Um, the coroner claimed that 12 of these victims died from asphyxiation, which means he didn't even kill them first before he was starting to shove things down their throat and they choked on their own whatever basically. Um, Gacy's home was demolished, obviously, in April of 1979. And another thing is a lot of these bodies couldn't be identified for like years. I think Morbid talked about one that was identified in like 2011. And I think as late as 2017. I think I'm pretty sure that documentary said one was just discovered in 2021. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Because people, if you live in the Chicago area or Illinois in general, you can actually give your DNA and who knows? Like I if, mean, that sounds really weird. A, I know 
I know ha- like handing your DNA over to the government isn't what everyone, sorry, Klaus is crying, isn't what everyone wants to do, but like, no, but they legitimately could possibly be related just to someone. If you had like a cousin that was alive during this is the 70s and they went missing and you no one knows what happened. Like you never know. Like it's because a lot of his victims were a wrong place, wrong time scenario. They did not even live in the area. Oh, for sure. Which oh, they were the it, bus stop boys. The just yeah, literally like taking a bus. Which it's so sad because they literally under normal circumstances would not have even been near him no unless they they were one of his employees yeah uh yeah february 6 1980 gacy was charged with 33 murders and honestly the only thing the defense could even potentially try to bank on was the insanity plea that's the only thing that they could do they're like maybe if we get him the insanity plea he won't be put to death they knew he was going to be in prison for life like that was yeah off they they're like we we know you're going to be put put away so like i was saying that's like the only thing the defense could really even try to do because like literally you couldn't argue there's anything so else. much evidence like again like there's not yeah they're like all right so gacy claimed that he had four personalities i think uh one if i remember correctly the clown the politician oh, he said it in the documentary clown the politician the faith 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 family man and another one i forget what it is if anyone knows let me know um but he said there were four different personalities to, to him um and he detested homosexuality he hated it he would insist that he was not gay he's like i'm bisexual but i'm not gay i am not gay and then he would say that all of his victims were, quote, weak, stupid, and degraded scum, end quote. I literally hate him. Um, the prosecution was like, no, dude, like you knew exactly what you were doing, especially since you had his own workers digging these graves. Literally, this was very thought out. This was oh, very some much of his, so. Some like, of the victims dug their own graves. Like literally. it's horrifying. Literally, like he like would have them down there dig- digging those trenches for his drain tiles, and they would literally be in there maybe in a day well, or two. Because remember the one investigator, he was talking to. I think one of like the employees that had worked for him and he was like, what really like gets under this man's skin? Cause he was at this point, he was just trying to break John and this employee was like, well, this one time, like I was like digging in the crawl space and he had told me to like, just dig like in a, like this straight line on whatever side of the crawl space. And he was like going in a diagonal and John came down and saw him like, not digging where he was quote unquote supposed to be digging and he absolutely freaked out on him oh yeah i remember i remember that he like flipped his shit like he yeah so maybe dig your own fucking graves for the people you're gonna kill yeah or just don't fucking kill people or just don't kill them yeah if you like like anyways i think at that point there were probably so many bot bodies in the crawl space that he was like Oh my God, this kid is literally about to find all my personal belongings or something. Oh, you would have to. I mean, that's what's probably going through his head. You know what I mean? There's 26 freaking corpses in this tiny crawl space under his tiny little suburban house. Yeah. So March 11th, uh, final arguments came and the prosecution went so hard on this. It's awesome so the main guy the main like prosecutor in his closing argument he um he asked the jury not to show sympathy but show justice and quote show the same sympathy this man showed when he took these lives and put them there he then threw pictures of the victims into the crawl space door which they brought to the courthouse as evidence like he said that and he just threw those pictures in 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 there It only took the jury two or three hours to find Gacy guilty of 
I just had to gasp because I can't believe I'm about to say, 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 say this. Gacy guilty of 33 murders, sexual assault, and taking indecent liberties with a child, and he was sentenced to death. Honestly, I go back and forth about the death penalty, but that when it comes to kids, I'm sorry. When it comes to kids, I'm sorry. I there's no reason why you should be killing a kid. Ever. Ever. Literally ever. Ever. Killing anyone, but like a kid, a child, a 14-year-old. 14. Just because, too. So you can feel like you have control. So you can, so you can deal with all of your inner demons and deal with your inner sexuality that, that you can't express. Dude, and you can try and get go rid get of your the daddy therapy. Issues, I don't know. Literally. Go get therapy. Like, I'm so mad. Anyway. It's horrible. Like, it's like, <clears throat> this so, man is literally pure evil. Oh, he, like, I think he was shot straight to hell. Like, like there's no way, literally. So he kept trying, Gacy kept trying to appeal the death penalty. And the Supreme Court was like, no. Uh, And he was executed on May 9th, 1994. His last meal, he had a bucket of KFC. (laughs) God, full fucking circle. A dozen fried shrimp, French fries, strawberries, and a Diet Coke. He died by lethal injection, which kind of went weird for him because whenever they injected him, the like stuff actually solidified in his body. (gasps) Ew. Yeah. So he like took 18 minutes to die, but like, honestly, karma's a bitch and facts. Sorry. Like 18 minutes is nothing compared to 33 lives that you just decided to take. Literally. The youngest victim of Gacy was 14 years old and the oldest was 21. Um, as of this could be wrong. Cause I saw this on Wikipedia, so I don't know, but five victims still remain un- unidentified, but maybe it's I, like, is I it still five? five, I think okay. because the, I'm pretty sure the documentary initially said like there were still six unnamed mm. and then they had like the, the last thing it was like in 2021, they found, um, who, whichever one. It was, they identified that one. So it's five or six, I think, based off of that. No, I think, I think you're right. And that is John Wayne Gacy. That one was a lot. I think I'm going to find a spook for Illinois. Just to... (laughs) kind of ease that just a nice a nice spook because Troy and I get really funny with the spooks ones this one, anything like, you want to add any comments questions concerns questions comments concerns I don't know he's just disgusting he's literally like I legitimately disgusting also oh my god his sister after he died she's like can you do an autopsy on his brain because I need to know what was going on up there and they did an autopsy. His brain was perfectly normal. See, that's the interesting thing. There was nothing wrong with him. He was so, just evil. I mean, I guess some people are just born. They're literally. And like going off of that and the like, um, I can't even, the, um, insanity thing how they were oh, trying yeah. to like go for the insanity thing um that book mentions the main argument of this book that i've read some of <laughs> this book that i kind of peeked into no yeah i read a little bit of it it's called inside the criminal mind by uh, by someone <laughs> someone for sure can i just like see um stanton e same now all right uh, he's a doctor but oh the, my god good, good for him the, <laughs> the like main argument is like kind of going against what the normal is so people are like oh well like 
a lot of criminals have like all these mental illnesses and these past traumas that like make them who they are. And this book is like, people have that stuff, but people still willingly choose what their actions are. Yeah, Their I know. like crappy traumas and things are just like, quote unquote, risk Hello. factors. <laughs> like I Me know- and Shannon, once again, have not killed anyone. <laughs> I, yeah, like that is, I think- Honestly, that's bullshit. I do think there are some conditions which do contribute to being violent and having um, maybe flip outs like schizophrenia. I can see that. That is whenever you are full on hallucinating and you believe what is happening. That definitely a different story. Different story. As for he knew what he was doing. Oh my god, he. He you were choosing care. what he you're doing. He literally just did not care. And I think no. he got away with it so many times. I think he thought he was invincible, just like um, Richard R- Ramirez. Probably, which is why he was so sloppy with that last At guy. At the end. Oh my God, he got so sloppy. He let them go. He just started letting kids go and they would go to the police yeah. and the police would be like, it's just gays being gays. Yeah, no, like li- literally. literally. I'm not, I know that sounds super like insensitive, but it's I'm what not they trying were to saying. That's what <laughs> no, they were thinking. Yeah. It was a different um, time. It's just freaking crazy. It's it's also weird to think about how much I know we haven't come a long way, but compared to that. Facts. Also, the fact he was literally like charged with sodomy, not assault of a minor or like indecent exposure to a minor, literally gay butt sex. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <That's wrong. laughs> no, I know. I think it was like just that, sodomy. I don't, they, they might. That's, have, le- that's legitimately what the little police report or whatever the little thing said. It literally had his name, the date, whatever, and it literally said sodomy. <laughs> that's all it said. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter if the kid was a minor. Yeah, I'm like, what I like baffles my mind. Absolutely baffles my mind. Baffles my mind. But yeah, they have back to like his brain was fine. They have a few studies and like whatever on that stuff and their brains are literally normal functioning brains they're fine there is nothing special or different it's like it's just insanity free will people i really think it exists and i think you can choose to be a good person or you can choose just be a bad person i no literally because like like, i think that's what it comes down to unless you have a significant mental illness literally the guy in this book is like, you have, you can have two completely different people grow up in like, like these gross situations, like dad abusive, like granted John's bringing up absolutely a disaster. Yeah. However, he chose to grow into a, like an evil person and be spiteful and try to get control of literally everything instead of just being like, you know what? My dad was a piece of garbage. I'm maybe gonna, gonna I should better. try to be better. Maybe I should be better. Like, and that's what a lot of people do is they are like, oh, I grew up in this really shitty household, but I'm going to make sure that I'm better than my, than yeah, the way I like, was it doesn't, up. it doesn't have to define you. You don't have to murder literally 33 innocent fucking children. That we know of. That Just saying. Very good point. Very good point. That we know of. And I'm getting so heated. I'm like, we're I'm like, literally... we're like literally like join our like <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by me, Umberto Melo, and me, Jonas Grancha. Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the fuck is the unwrapped chocolate. Her name is Sharma Melgenlings. Magma, Magmar? Magmar Meningitis? Where's the dick, Lorena? Where is the dick? Oh, what is this? Are those your enemies? (laughs) Are they after me too? (laughs) Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs>
And then he masturbated on the carpet. <laughs> Dangerous I mean, question. Yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah. Why? We did not agree with this. <laughs> Carlos said that. Don't copy. Like, what? Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us. Yes, please don't block us. So grab your glass, because the spilling is about to begin. If you want to learn more about John Wayne Gacy, I am going to tell you the podcast I listen to at work. Sorry, my job. <laughs> I don't, my boss might listen to this, so sorry. Um, so Morbid uh, True Crime Podcast, it was episodes 136, 137, and 138. Elena does a really good job of going into detail. Um, I think she does talk about most of the victims. Um, and then last podcast on the left, John Wayne Gacy, I will say last podcast on the left is the is for those of you that can handle dark humor. They are pretty vulgar and they can be insensitive, if that makes sense. Uh, true crime all the time, John Wayne Gacy, I think there are three parts. And then uh, John Wayne Gacy tapes on Netflix. And then on YouTube, I did watch an interview with him from like, the, I think shortly before he was executed. Mm. Um, that's really interesting because he literally did deny some stuff and he will say, well, if I would were to kill someone, like he makes it seem like he didn't do it. And he literally says, I don't know how those bodies got my ba 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 basement. Like he like tries to like retract everything that he said in the seventies. And it's gross. He's so weird. He's so just disgusting. Yeah, that was John Wayne Gacy, and I'm going to find a spook for you guys. So Sunday will be spooky, and hopefully it'll be more lighthearted, and Troy and I will hopefully be able to say really bad jokes. Yeah, I was going to say, usually we are a little more lighthearted, and like joking around, I feel like we were just too irritated and sad like I don't like I don't know I just I just get really pissed off yeah like I'm too like it's just too much for me to even be like Ooh. there were a few times I almost said something and I was like I cannot bring myself to it <laughs> no <laughs> but I mean out. it's like one of those things I think I've said this before I just find these cases very interesting even though they are very gruesome and horrible and sad it is also very interesting it's like watching a car crash on the highway does that make sense it's one of those things you're like, like you I like look at it and you're like it. oh my god like this is so bad but like i want to see what happened like i like i'm the worst at that if i see like a car crash even if it's not bad i will like slow down to like look look at it i don't i don't know why like sorry i'm not sure i don't know <laughs> i'm the same way though <laughs> that was the murderous part of illinois <laughs> Praise be. <laughs> Blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the fruit of thy womb. May the Lord open. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait. Huh? I was going to say thy womb, Jesus. That's right. Blessed be the fruit oh, of thy womb. Oh, I don't womb. know the song. Oh, comma, Jesus. No, it's Hail Mary, right? Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, my woman, and blessed is the fruit of the, that, that, thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners. Yeah. I'm not Catholic. I was just talking about the handmaid's oh, tale. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not Catholic. <laughs> I wish I was though sometimes because I want I'm you I want to know like what those stay with little us for Christmas this year. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not. You can go to mass <laughs> and come to mass with us. So Catholics, we do like incense sometimes, and we do it for like big holidays like Easter and Christmas. And our friend Hannah is Jewish, and she came with me to. Uh, Christmas mass and they started doing the incest and incense I'm pretty sure I said incest twice you incense. did and I want you to know there were four or five jokes that came into my head that I did not say out loud anyway they're burning the shit and Hannah looks at me and she goes, is that weed? <laughs> anyway, thanks for, I'm glad we had the, we got to laugh at the end. <laughs> like, no, yeah, seriously. Me, seriously. that little incest joke, I guess. Um, 
don't say anything. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be here on Sundays with some sort of spook. I'll find one, I'm sure. We'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you give us that five-star review so five we can stars. get it pushed up in the podcast world so we never have to work again. That's literally all I want. We weren't made for working. I'm sorry. If you knew us, you would know that that statement is 100% true. (laughs) I was not born to work, okay? I was born to be a pretty housewife. A beautiful little fool. All right, see you next week. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) Follow us on everything. I don't feel like saying it again because we just said it on Monday. I mean, Sunday. Okay, yeah. So thanks for listening. Have a great day evening sage your homes please be safe out there be safe out there like don't trust anyone ever literally literally. the more i do these cases the more i'm like i'm never trusting anyone people are psychos okay (laughs) anyways bye. bye